Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got some great deep songs and also a couple funny songs for today's Song of the Soul. My guest is singer-songwriter Larry Hegel, and he's been a musical fixture of the region where I live for some decades now. He's mostly Irish, with all the sentiment and humor that frequently comes with that origin, though I doubt he'd ever blame anyone else for his sense of humor. Larry Hegel joins me today in the WHYS studio here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Larry, I'm so glad you could be here today for Song of the Soul. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Mark. You've been a fixture in the music community here around Eau Claire for quite some time. When did you break on to the Eau Claire scene? Oh, I don't know. I've been doing this for 33 years. I guess the first 10, I probably wouldn't say I'd broken out of the scene yet, but I really learned my trade, learned my trade at Howard Johnson's across from Sacred Heart Hospital, entertaining the nurses after the 11 o'clock shift. And uh, I used to refer to it as Scarred Heart Hospital nurses. Then I started touring comedy clubs, which really helped a lot, too. Then I think the recording of the two CDs was really my official coming out in 2003. So. And why did you wait that long to do any of these recordings? You could have had LPs and cassettes and all of that beforehand, but you waited till CDs. You'd, it was a, a demand for the perfection of the technology. Well, the truth is I did put out a 33 and a third album some time ago called uh, Time and Space. If anybody's interested in purchasing a 33 and a third, I happen to have about 2,000 of them in my basement. So, But that came out in uh, in the 80s. 
the reason the other two albums didn't come out was I didn't think I had enough uh, songs to really put together. And then I realized I did from all the crazy songs I was doing at Howard Johnson's. And then I started writing some serious songs. I recorded both of these at the same time. And my recording engineer was a man who's made it big since then, Justin Vernon, who was my neighbor down the road. So I used to walk down every day and, and we recorded in his mom and dad's basement. It was great fun. I guess that was Justin before Bon Iver came along. Maybe you were the launching pad to his successful career. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he is a stunning, amazing and stunning talent. I watched him grow from when he was like 16 years old, flew past me as a guitarist and a writer in virtually a year. It was amazing. I'm just proud to have had the chance to work with him. Well, in collaborating with him, you produced two CDs. The serious one, as you call it, is Irish Heart, and the other one, which is more authentically Larry, I think, is Rude, Crude, and Poor. <laughs> I, I know we're going to start with some songs from Irish Heart first, but Rude, Crude, and Poor, is that truly you? Is it your roots? Is it who you want to be? Is it who you were? Is it really you, or is Irish Heart truly you, or is it somewhere in between? It's somewhere in between. It's the old yin-yang thing, you know. I have a tattoo that shows the moon and the sun on it. And it's the duality of, of anyone's nature. You know, there's the good and the naughty. I don't know if you want to call my stuff naughty, but I always thought it was funny. But, for instance, I sold a copy to a woman who later on called it. She bought it, I think, primarily for the Wittek song. And when she got her home and played it, she wanted her money back because it was such a filthy CD. I told her, I said, well, what did you expect with the title, Rude, Crude, and Poor? What did you think you were going to find on there? There are no refunds. <laughs> but I take it you are Irish, or at least significantly Irish. Are you 100% Irish, or are you just one of those St. Paddy's Day Irish? It's a combination of Irish and Dutch, and I always like to tell people I'm Irish and Dutch, which means I'll have a beer as long as you're buying. But, yeah, it's primarily Irish and Dutch. Uh, my, the Wetzels on my mother's side were Pennsylvania Dutch, and my dad's side were the Burks, and they were very much Irish. And the Hegel is an Irish name also. Well, you told me earlier that you'd like to share some of the music from Irish Hearts, really wonderful CD. What would you like to start your Song of the Soul with? I would like to start my Song of the Soul with a song I wrote for my wife, Kim Wilson. This is a song called Kim's Song, and it was written while I was on the road in Bloomington, Illinois. It was a long week. I was working in a dinner club where the only time people were in the lounge with me was while they were waiting for their dinner reservations. And so nobody was really paying much attention to what I was doing anyway. I got real lonesome. I was just reading an article in Acoustic Guitar Player magazine by Steve Earle talking about how loneliness is one of the fine means of writing a song. It kicks your songwriting ability into gear. I came back with Kim's song from the road that week. I take out the maps again and trace the road to take me back to you. I count the hours of coffee drinking and the all-night crazy driving that I'll do. I keep thinking of you till I'm damn near crazy in my brain. Even start to write a song to try to ease the dark and empty pain. 
And I think about the way you looked when we said goodbye. So much sadness in your face, it always makes me cry. And an early Kenny Rogers tune refuses to be moved out of my head. You know I love you. Wednesday's such a nothing day when I am so far away from you. Thursday's not much better without you. There's so little I can do. By Friday I feel stronger 'cause I've talked to you on the telephone. Saturday I'm smiling 'cause Sunday I know I'm coming home. And I think about the way you looked when we said goodbye. So much sadness in your face it always makes me cry. And an early Kenny Rogers tune refuses to be moved out of my head. You know I love you. You know I love you. And I wish that I. Take out the maps again and trace the roads that take me back to you. Wonderful song by Larry Hegel, Kim's song. Kim and you have been together, I think, a long time. How long have you been journeying together? You mentioned writing this down in Bloomington, Illinois. I have to say that the landscape there is enough to make you think of home, and it's even better if you've got a woman to lead you back to the safety of the hearth. Kim is a wonderful woman. She's she'd have to be to be able to live with me. I'll tell you that. And she、uh, was a kindergarten teacher. She's recently retired, and I used to go and sit in the back of the room and watch her teach. And she'd bring me to tears with her ability to really inspire those little kids. We've been together thirty three years, working on thirty fourth anniversary coming.、Uh, And January first, we got married on January first. So I would always remember when my anniversary was. <laughs> Now that thirty-three, I recall earlier you said that's how long you've been doing this music. So thirty-three years with Kim, she brought music into your life. Is that what's happening? Or, and actually, I, I would tend to think that having a partner is more likely to keep you off the road than put you on the road. How did that work? Well, we had an understanding when we met that I was about to begin a new career, but I just quit teaching at the same time we met, and that I would be gone a lot because I had, from a previous marriage, two children, and I did not want to miss, and never did miss my support payments. Yes, so it was necessary for me to travel a lot, the first five or six years, just to make ends meet. 
that was not easy for either one of us. We spent a lot of time on the telephone. But it was, uh, she's always appreciated me and respected my choices in uh, my career and made it very easy for me to be who I am, which I really respect her and love her for. It sounds like there's a lot there to respect. I guess I want to mention that we ran into Caleb Horn, who acts as staff here at WHYS Radio in Eau Claire, and she was his kindergarten teacher back ages ago. So she's clearly left an indelible mark not only on Eau Claire, but on WHYS Radio, which is, of course, where I got my start with my program. So kudos to Kim. Let's go on to some more of your music. What would you like to share next, Larry? This next song is called Ian's Eulogy, and it's a pretty special song to me. Ian Denson was a young man who I got to be very close friends with. He was an adopted son to Will Denson, who's a well-known name in the Eau Claire area as he was a director of theater at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire for some 26 years, I believe. Anyway, I got to know Ian very well, and we we traveled around once in a while together. He wanted me to help him pick out a guitar. We went down to lacrosse to pick out a guitar together. He, uh, he took his own life. Uh, he suffered from schizophrenia. And I was asked to uh, speak at his funeral, and I wanted to write a song. And so I sat down and and wrote what I call Ian's Eulogy. I had written three verses, and then I went back to the house. I have a little office where I work, and I went back over to the house, and, and I got in bed and laid awake for a while and thought, that song's not finished. And I got up and went back to the office and wrote the final verse, which tied it all together and said what I really wanted to say. When I presented it at the funeral, uh, I remember I paced back and forth off to the side, trying to get myself together so that I wouldn't break down halfway through the song, and I managed to make it through without breaking down. It uh, has remained a very special song to me ever since that time. I really miss Ian. Well, the first time I met Ian He was little more than a boy Young man, innocent, gentle soul And eyes that could make you cry And he was living on the edge, living on the edge Living on the edge of town Brown as a berry with flashing dark eyes And plenty of love to go round Through the big bird to Jamaican shores The family Ian and me You'd never known he was only a teen He was an example for all to see He trusted Will, trusted his mother He even trusted the sea Went deep sea fishing on a really rough day And got sick right along with me And we were clinging to the edge Clinging to the edge, the edge of the Molly D. Clinging to the edge, clinging to the edge, and giving it up to the sea. The family, the family, the family, the generations. Family, Ian and me. Yeah, we were buddies. Ian and me, we used to travel around Took a guitar road trip down to lacrosse Looking for it couldn't be found 
Young man innocent, Billy Goat Gruff, guitar under the tree. In the shadow of Granddad's bluff, that handsome young man and me. And he was living on the edge, living on the edge, living on the edge of town. Brown as a berry with flashing dark eyes and plenty of love to go round. I lost track to my friend I guess things happen that way I know he was down in Madison going to school and then one day I was down there visiting my son and walking down the street when around the corner why here he comes carrying his books with a purposeful stride and he was just so glad to see me you could see it in his eyes Just so glad to see me And now I guess I know why Cause he was living on the edge Living on the edge Living on the edge and down Living on the edge Living on the edge Yeah, I'll see you around Yeah, I'll see you around Now don't speak to me of courage Don't talk to me of pain Don't try to tell me that your own life Hasn't seen its share of rain Every one of us Has been laid low by the blues But none of us, not one of us Ever walked in Ian's shoes Cause he was living on the edge Living on the edge Living on the edge and down Living on the edge Living on the edge, yeah, I'll see you around I won't believe he's really gone I'll see him by and by Young man, innocent, gentle soul Eyes that could make you cry Young man, innocent, gentle soul Eyes that could make you cry Ian's eulogy from Larry Heagle. You mentioned in the song, Larry, running into him down in Madison, saying, hi, I'll see you, that kind of thing. Was that shortly before he died? How long ago was this? Now you got me because I'm not real good at time. I would say at least 10, 15 years ago now. Yeah, I was down visiting my son, David, who is living in Madison. We just bumped into Ian on the street, and it was just really good to see him. But I didn't realize he was struggling with schizophrenia at the time. And it was probably two or three years later that he was hospitalized with it. And then after that, his death occurred. I think he was fortunate to have you in this life. I do know that people have their ups and downs and... Sometimes we're able to to be there for them, and sometimes it hurts like hell. I have a, a dear friend of mine from middle school, high school, particularly in that time. I stood up in his wedding who committed suicide 10 years ago. I just My, my thought was, Daryl, why didn't you call me? That's the regret that we get left with, but also the thought that why didn't I call him was, of course, in my mind. 
I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's hard not to feel some kind of guilt over the whole thing, and and that's not helpful at all. But uh, it's understandable. It certainly is very understandable. Listening to these songs that you've presented so far and what we're talking about, people probably get the thought that Larry Heagle is a very serious guy. Only the rest of us in the world who've seen you in person know that if you don't go away with your cheeks sore and your stomach shaking after listening to Larry, then you haven't seen the real thing. You did some stuff up at Finding Bob North had a festival this past May, and that got me cued in that, yeah, it's about time I talked to Larry what did you do for the crowd up there? It was none of this stuff, I imagine. Well, I'd written a song about our beloved governor. The first thing I noticed about the guy was this very odd bald spot that the man has. And I thought, well, there's his weak, his weak spot. And so I, I wrote this song about comparing him to Pinocchio. Pinocchio's nose grew every time he told a lie. My premise was that every time Mr. Walker lies to us, he loses a little more hair, and it won't be long he's going to be bald. So that was the whole idea of the song, and that's one of the songs I presented that day. So there's the Irish wit. And using that same premise, Larry, what does your state of open-mindedness indicate about how many lies you've told? (laughs) Well, I got my share, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I don't know if I guess I've I've been caught in a lie or two. I don't have to talk to Kim about that, I guess. She, on the other hand, struggles mightily with being able to tell a lie, and I tell her, get over it. (laughs) Lies of convenience. Yeah, you do a lot of really good humorous material. I think it must be a certain ability in your eye to see that world in a slightly crooked way. The St. Paul Pioneer Press came out to see me when I was doing a show up in the cities, and they said Larry Hegel is a a magician with a guitar who treats truth as silly putty. And I thought that was that's about it. That's what comedy really is. You take the truth and you twist it and use it as you as you want to uh, show the foibles that we all have. At the same time that you do have this humorous side, I know there's no lack of engagement or compassion in you. I think you were at the Fighting Bob Fest North because of your real concern for our city, our country, and your concern for people, your concern for animals, the land. I have a sense that you have a wide area of compassion. Well, I I hope so. I think we all need to be that way. The song I wrote called The Wolf was about a young woman from Menominee that I got to know, she and her children. I saw what she was going through in relationship with a guy she was living with, or not really living with, but dating, and he was using her badly, I thought. So the, The Wolf is a metaphor. It's really about her and her struggles to be free of bad situations. The song is The Wolf. Larry Hegel is my guest here today for Song of the Soul. I know why the cage wolf cries and paces inside of the bars Dreams about what used to be before her captivity It's the fire that burns down deep in her heart that keeps her awake at night For she knows that she will never be free Until she runs in the light And it still matters to her And it still matters to me And it's just a matter of time, my friends For a wolf just has to be free 
Wolf is not a wolf, you know, at least it seems to me. Wolf is just a dog, if she cannot be free. It's the measure of a man to just let someone be. If you have to keep another caged, you cannot be free. And it still matters to her, it still matters to me. And it's just a matter of time, my friends, for the wolf just has to be free. At night, with her little ones by her side, wondering how it came to be this loss of her own dignity. And when the moon is very full, it all wells up inside. For the one thing that the wolf misses most is the loss of her own pride, and it still matters to her, and it still matters to me. And it's just a matter of time, my friends, for the wolf just has to be free. Yes, the wolf just has to be free. Larry Eagle's song, The Wolf, story about a person's need to be freed. The she-wolf, I guess, in this case, needing to be free. Can you give us the ending to the story? Did it work out? I'm kind of wondering if you sang the song to her, she knew that, yeah, that gives her the power to be free. I'm not assuming that you did that, but sometimes I've wanted to write songs to help people take the next step. I don't know if she's ever heard it. Uh, shortly after I started working on that song, she moved from Menominee to Hayward, Wisconsin, with this man, and they opened a tavern together, which I thought was a very bad move. <laughs> but I had lost track of her at that point. She seemed to be doing well as far as I could tell. I just never heard much from her after that. I did find out that she's since broken up with him and is now running, a, I think, running a flower shop in Hayward. So that's a good move, I think, to get out of the taverns anyway. You chose the image of the wolf for the song, do you have some connection to the outdoors? I mean, you're a North Country man, I guess, but are you an outdoorsy person too? Well, I love to fish. I've never been much of a hunter because uh, killing animals is pretty difficult for me to deal with. But I, I love to fish for smallmouth bass. That was my one passion. So, yeah, I like the outdoors. Being raised on a farm, you're in, you're in the outdoors all the time. You know, we used to shock grain and make hay and all those sort of things. So... The outdoors has been a part of my life, at least during my growing up years. We have lots of wildlife out where we live. We live out on Otter Creek behind the State Patrol building. We've seen uh, coyotes. We've seen red fox. And uh, we've seen badger. I've seen badger twice. And we have wild turkey out there. And I've got a woodchuck living on my back steps of my porch over at the office. I have a little bungalow next door that we bought up to land there and I made it into my office and there's a woodchuck living over there and as a side I should tell you that they're very damaging uh, they can 
really raise heck with your property. I was on the road in Iowa, and I called Kim, as I always did in the evenings. And this was at supper time. I was working for some farm folks from western Iowa, very people of the earth. I called Kim, and she said, oh, you'll never believe what happened. I heard this scratching noise outside the kitchen window when I went out, and you know that barrel that you left the cover off? It was filled up with water. And he says, I'll be darned, there was a woodchuck in there, and he was drowning. And I said, well, what did you do? You didn't let him out, did you? She said, oh, yeah. She said, I couldn't let him drown. I, I had to get down on my back and tip the thing over with my legs because I wasn't strong enough to tip it over with my arms. And he was so tired, he just lay there. And then I went and got him something to eat. And I said, you did what? Said, yeah, I let him go. And so I went back in and sat down with the people and told them a story that I just heard. And there was an old lady across me. She said, What's wrong with her? Didn't you know he's a varmint? And I got a kick out of that. So <laughs> that gives you another insight into my wife. Sounds like a tender heart. And we have, unfortunately, groundhog behind us. We've built up fortifications to keep him out of the garden where he's done a, a lot of mess. But my true varmint sighting that should go down in the books is two years ago, 2009 Thanksgiving Day, it was out behind our property on Elk Creek, right down by the creek. I saw a cougar. Really? Now, I've been hearing stories, and I just saw a picture in the Eau Claire paper not too long ago that they are in our area. You actually saw one. Boy, that must have been a hair-raising experience. I only had a glimpse of him for less than a minute, and then he moved out of she. I don't know. I didn't get to ask. <laughs> <laughs> moved out of sight, and then wanted to go follow, but I said, wait a minute, that might be a really stupid thing to do, so... I decided not to follow the cougar, but I do want to follow up with your music. You've got some more music, I think, for us for Song of the Soul. I do, and, and this one kind of relates to what we've been talking about, the outdoors and, and my loving fishing. I had a dear, dear friend. His name was Gerald Fitzgerald, and he lived in Spooner, Wisconsin. And he'd gone through a, a divorce the same time I did, and we both had suffered heavily at the same time with that problem and it drew us very close together as as friends and he was probably my dearest friend we decided we were going to go fishing together on the uh, Nemacogan river and we went fishing for smallmouth and camped out overnight all the way down the river we talked about how we had to worry about bears coming in to get our food at night and how we have we have to tie it up in a tree well we got ourselves so spooked we didn't sleep at all that night worrying about the bears and they never did show of course but anyway gerald was struck down with a heart attack at age 49 in february of 1998 i believe it was it was harder for me to accept that than any of the other deaths in my own family because I was very close to him. I wanted to write a song for his funeral, and all I could come up with was the chorus of the song I finally wrote, which is entitled Irish Heart. A year to the day later, I wrote three verses to the song. To my way of thinking, it is probably the best of the songs I've ever written. Irish Heart Irish heart Broken from the start Irish heart Irish heart Oh, how I miss his Irish heart An artist's soul In a warrior's frame 
And he always played For the love of the game A teammate strong A brother true And a friend who always stood by you Irish heart, Irish heart Broken from the start Irish heart, Irish heart Oh, how I miss his Irish heart So much alive Unrealized So much to give But so paralyzed By life's pain More lost than gain And it finally broke his Irish heart And he's gone And we're left To carry on Can't comprehend Why this is so Why do some stay And others go Irish heart Broken from the start Irish heart Irish heart Oh, how I miss his Irish heart Oh, how I miss his Irish heart more sweet music from Larry Hegel, Irish Heart, for his friend, Gerald, who left the earth too early. It's it's hard when the people that we love go on their way without us, but I guess I'd say that Gerald and Ian were lucky that they left behind a friend who could create a worthy memorial of them in the song, so... I want to thank you for doing that, uh, to pass on the love. There's one of the songs that I know by Fred Small that one of the lines in the song is, the only thing that matters is the love we leave behind us when we're gone. All the other stuff is fluff, but clearly both Gerald and Ian left some love growing in you. That's very true, and I'm, and you stated it very well. That's very good, Mark. Uh, speaking of love, the next song uh, is Shelter in the Storm, which I wrote for Kim also. It's another one of the songs that I think is one of my really better songs uh, in the serious vein. I wrote it specifically for Kim. And again, I'd written two of the three verses 
and was having trouble with the third verse. And I went over to visit with my mother, who was still living at the time in Menominee. And I took her out to lunch at Culver's. And while we were having lunch, the third verse hit. And I wrote it on a nap- Culver's napkin. So you never know when the muse is going to hit you. And Kim and I were just up to uh, the uh, Big Tent Chautauqua in Washburn to see uh, Arlo Guthrie. And he had a great statement about songwriting. He said, writing a song is kind of like fishing. The songs go swimming by, and every once in a while you get a hook in one and, and you uh, manage to write one. He says, trouble was, Bob Dylan was upstream of me. And I always say, why don't you let a few of those go by, would you please? So this is Shelter in the Storm, which I wrote for you. When I look into your eyes It's then I realize You understand me like nobody can You are my lover and my best friend And you will be till the end You're my rock when I am nothing more than sand Shelter in the storm You always keep me safe and warm And you know that my heart belongs to you And through the years, day in, day out Let there never be a doubt I will always want to live my life out in the rain and my life is filled with pain you are the real light that soothes my very soul if I could not live my life with you it would be over and I'd be through and just the touch of your hand can make me You are my shelter in the storm You always keep me safe and warm And you know that my heart belongs to you And through the years, day in, day out Let there never be a doubt I will always want to live my life Come as one, and I know that's how it is with you and me. It is together that we've grown, we could never live alone, and our love will flow into eternity. 
are my shelter in the storm You always keep me safe and warm And you know that my heart belongs to you And through the years, day in, day out Let there never be a doubt I will always want to live my life with you I will always want to live my life with you Shelter in the Storm by Larry Hegel here with us today for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production. Website, northernspiritradio.org. Come to our site. Find all of our productions of the last six years, including links to our guests and a place for you to post comments. We really love hearing from you. I know there's folks listening to this all across this country and actually in other countries too. Please let us know that you're listening. Again, Larry Hegel is with us here today for Song of the Soul. Uh, Larry, one thing that I do ask my guests frequently when I invite people for Song of the Soul, people think they have to share church music. I told you that, no, that's not what I'm expecting. I'm expecting whatever's authentic to your soul, and certainly that's been what we've been hearing. Do you have religious, spiritual background? I like to hear not only where people were, but where they've gone from it, why they left, where they've chosen to be. I'd like to know what's happened with you. Well, I um, I, I was raised a Catholic, and I have a brother that's a priest, so... I had a lot of. In fact, I spent one year in a seminary, <laughs> which people find difficult to believe who've ever seen my nightclub show. And I'm I'm always proud to announce that I was asked not to come back. So <laughs> that gives you an idea what I'm like. But uh, I don't consider myself deeply religious, I guess. But I do consider myself strongly spiritual. And uh, my brother John agrees. He thinks I have a great depth in spirituality. And he believes that my ministry is to uh, minister to the people with my music and my comedy. I have to say in retrospect that when John heard the uh, song Ian's Eulogy, he said that I did in three minutes what it takes him 20 minutes to do at a funeral for someone who's taken their own life in a sermon. That was one of the nicest things he could have said to me, I thought. But... uh, I guess I have been staying away from the crazy stuff, and I thought we should maybe delve a little bit into it before I go. At one point I wrote, I thought it was going to be a children's song. Well, it is a children's song, but there's an adult level to it. It's called the Nose Song. I remember singing this uh, on one occasion, and a woman came up after me, and she thought that I was very deeply religious because there's a line in the song, if God had hooked it up some other place. And so she came up and she wanted to know if I'd written any more religious songs. And I hadn't even thought of the No Song as being a religious song. And, and it kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't know, really know how to respond to that. But the No Song was was written for fun. I think if you listen to it, you'll see there are two levels. There are levels for kids. It goes over really well with grade school kids. I've done it many times for them. But then also there's another level for adults to catch on to also. It's the No Song. Hi, diddle diddle It's right there in the middle Right there in the middle of your face It's your nose and when it's runny It wouldn't be very funny If God had hooked it up some other place My nose is like a ski jump 
I call my nose the mugwump Don't laugh, it's the only one I own And the one I mention next is A big one down in Texas You all knows the nose of San Antonio Hi, diddle diddle It's right there in the middle Right there in the middle of your face It's your nose and when it's runny It wouldn't be very funny If God had hooked it up some other place I like my nose much better when it gets a little redder And when it's cold outside, it fairly glows And when I'm marching on St. Patty's All the lasses and the laddies Sing about my wild Irish nose Hi, diddle diddle It's right there in the middle Right there in the middle of your face It's your nose and when it's runny It wouldn't be very funny if God had hooked it up some other place. Now, life's no bed of roses. We didn't get to choose our noses. Well, maybe Adam did before his fall from grace. But anyway, he blew it, and although we're not to do it, there are those who pick the nose upon their face. Cut that out! Hi, diddle diddle. It's right there in the middle, right there in the middle of your face. It's your nose, and when it's runny, it wouldn't be very funny. If God had hooked it up some other place, it is your nose, and when it's runny, it wouldn't be very. If God had hooked it up some other place. The No Song, Larry Heagle. That's from his Rude, Crude, and Poor CD. The two CDs he has out there, Irish Heart and Rude, Crude, and Poor. Both of them mastered by Justin Vernon, now known as Boney Vera to much of the universe. Larry Heagle helped give him his start by letting him produce his CDs. <laughs> and one of those was the Nose Song. You do a lot of funny stuff when you're on stage. You mentioned that you did a song for our governor when you were doing the Fighting Bob North Fest. What kind of songs indicate your political climate? Are are you out of this left-wing, people like me, I'm afraid, <laughs> are you a part of this left-wing? What kind of songs do you like to do, political for fun? I generally stay away from politics because... Uh I just find that you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. The first rule of performing is knowing your audience, and, and you never know who's going to be what as far as politics are concerned. Now, at the Fighting Bob Fest, I knew where we were, you know, and I knew who my crowd was. But I stay away from politics. I don't do the that uh, salute to our governor when I do my shows at all because I don't know who's going to be in the audience. I always say that politicians are comedians who take themselves seriously. That's been my saying about that whole thing. I just would much rather have fun. And uh, the song I think that really kind of launched my fun side was the vasectomy song, which I purposely left out of this interview. Not that I'm ashamed of it, but because over the years, there's, it seems to be the line where people think I've stepped over the line, which is foolish. I, I don't follow myself that line of thinking. But my second novelty song that's done really well for me is the Woodtick song, which 
sort of walks a line, I think. I was very proud of that song when I finished writing it, and my trouble was it has six verses, so it goes on and on, and I think it's probably a good way for us to, to close this interview because it's going to take a long time to play this particular song. Well, i got to ask you, before we do go into the song, this idea of, you know, we've been out in the woods, you might have some wood ticks and might need to be protected for your health. Is this the come online that you used on Kim? <laughs> well, no, it isn't. As a matter of fact, the first time I heard that pickup line was I was just down at the joint having a beer, and there was some young wag in front of me, and there was a couple of gals sitting at the bar, and she said, we've been out in the woods all day, and he was the guy that said, well, I think we ought to take you outside and check you for wood ticks. Well, I overheard that, and I quickly grabbed a matchbook and wrote that line down. I thought, there's a song there somewhere, and let that seep in my imagination for a couple of months and and I leapt out of bed in the middle of the night with one line in my sick little mind and it was uh, ticks are like men at a singles dance give them half a chance to get in your pants and I thought hey it's time to write a song and (laughs) that's that's where I started from the worst probably line in the song was where I started from on that one well it's a great song I'm so pleased you could join me here today Larry I hope there's a whole lot of music out there in your future for you. I hope people go out to your website, LarryHegel.com. You can also follow the link from NorthernSpiritRadio.org, and you can find these CDs. Take them home. They'll give you a laugh. They'll give your heart a deep movement. They'll make your day better. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul, Larry. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Mark, for inviting me. And we'll go out today with Larry Hegel's song, The Wood Tick Song. Enjoy yourself. See you next week for Song of the Soul. Ticks are parasites, creepy and small. Scourge of the north woods, spring through fall. Your step is light, you never know they're there. Till they pitch a tent in your underwear. Look at that moon, it's a beautiful sight. Don't share your body with a parasite Let's get naked, it's a safe thing to do You check me, I'll check you For wood ticks Well, you might have been fishing or leaning on a tree That's when I find them crawling on me Even now one could be climbing up a limb Looking for a warm spot he can slip in Look at that moon, it's a beautiful sight Don't share your body with a parasite Let's get naked, it's a safe thing to do You check me, I'll check you For what ticks It's for your own welfare, what you gonna do? Rather have a parasite sucking on you Your buttons are the locks and my fingers are the keys To saving us both from Lyme's disease Look at that moon, it's a beautiful sight Don't share your body with a parasite Let's get naked, it's a safe thing to do You check me, I'll check you Forward tick Mountain spotted fever, hack the little buggers with a heavy meat cleaver. Come on, honey, what the heck? 
It ain't nothing but a wood tick check Look at that moon, it's beautiful sight Don't share your body with a parasite Let's get naked, it's a safe thing to do You check me and I'll check you For wood ticks By now you're starting to squirm and twitch Like a newlywed couple with the honeymoon itch Ticks are like men at a singles dance Give them half a chance, they'll get in your Hey, look at that moon, it's a beautiful sight Don't share your body with a parasite Let's get naked, it's a safe thing to do You check me, I'll check you For wood ticks As a public service I sing this song If we don't pull together, we won't last long If you ever find yourself in a fix Better let me check you for ticks, that's right baby Better let me check you for wood ticks, scabies, leeches and crabs They all think we're up for grabs So you better let me check you for ticks Today's Song of the Soul guest was Larry Hegel. That's spelled H-E-A-G-L-E. His website is LarryHegel.com, where you'll find a link for a video of the Wood Tick song, which we just heard. There's also info on his monthly comedy CD, Wood Tick t-shirts, and other fun stuff. And as always, you can get to my guests, like Larry, via northernspiritradio.org The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included and a whole lot more on my website northernspiritradio.org and I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.